I'm curious about your take on one of the bars on board, which is Hyperspace Lounge. Did you make it in there? Well, the way I won this cruise was they posted a Twitter that said, how would you spend your time on the cruise? And I posted a picture of the Hyperspace Lounge and said, I want to get a drink at the Hyperspace Lounge. But I did not get a drink at the Hyperspace Lounge. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast, brought to you by my path unwinding travel. Sam, how are you this evening? I'm doing great. I'm a little bit hungry because we are recording today at dinner time, <laughs> dinner time West Coast, but I've got dinner ready and waiting for us after we do this recording. So I will fill my belly and I will be good. But I'm super excited to talk to our guest today, who is a repeat guest from not quite a year ago, but almost a year ago. Has it really been a year? Almost. And I and I we specifically recorded that episode with the intention that she would come back on at this time. So I'm not going to give any more spoilers. I'm going to let Brian, I'm going to let you introduce our guest. Well, I'm happy to do that. So let me welcome Claire back to our show. Welcome, Claire. Thanks for having me back, Sam and Brian. Yeah, it's so fun to have you back. Can I can I give the the big reveal now, Brian. And so Claire, for everyone out there, was on episode 160, which was a wish come true. Claire had questions, we had answers. And that was because Claire won a year of wishes cruise on board the Disney Wish. And so now that she's had an opportunity to sail on her, we wanted to bring her back, find out what of our tips did not work out for her <laughs> and which ones may have and what she thought about the wish. So Claire, this was your first Disney cruise, but remind folks, have you been on other cruises before? No. Um, even though I'm from Michigan, you know, sometimes you get the ferry boats and I've done like I've taken boats to Mackinac. Any other kind of boat experience is very minimal and I'd never done an overnight cruise before. Who went with you on your Year of Wishes cruise? It was hard to pick people because it, I'm just a, a single person. So when the option came to bring three other guests along, it's like, well, do I bring one of my siblings that's married with children? Well, it doesn't really work out numbers wise. So I decided to go with my mother and my father and my older brother, Matt. Now, logistically with the Year of Wishes cruise, did you get to pick any sort of stateroom or were you just assigned a stateroom on board? Uh, okay. There, there's a story to this because if, if I'm just going to tell everybody, if you are a type A vacation planner, do not enter a Disney vacation contest. They will tell you nothing. I didn't find out about anything for the cruise itself until July 6th. We sailed on July 10th. Oh my goodness. <laughs> there was like I when I finally like downloaded the app and got the reservation number in, you know, the the countdown calendar said 4 days to go. And so I lost all of that awesome, you know, watching the calendar countdown, planning stuff out. It was completely, you know, kind of frenzied going, "Oh my gosh, it's finally happening." I there was a moment there on July 5th when I thought, "Oh no, we've been we've been swindled." <laughs> they, they took all our personal information and we are, you know, that, you know, we're going to find out that we have like crazy identities in the dark web or something. And then finally, July 6th came and they're like, we have your reservation and you're going to stay at the Yacht Club. And they had all of that stuff. And I was on the Facebook group with a lot of uh, contest winners. And they were also saying, has anybody heard? <laughs> and every day it was someone else posting it. Has anybody else heard about our reservations? And there was always speculation. And we were also on a Facebook group with other people that didn't win on the cruise. So it had been travel agents because this was the Enchanted Showcase cruise, which the name I heard later. And they were saying, oh, yeah, we're staying at Coronado. And then we're going to do this. And we're staying for these nights. And they're telling us all this information. We are getting zilch out of Disney. So and I heard from someone else that, oh, yeah, a friend won like a Disney World vacation and they didn't find out anything until like the week before. And I'm I'm like, okay, this is a one and done thing. I am not doing any more Disney vacations if it's going to give me a heart attack. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, did they have you all fly in the day before the cruise? Because the, the cruise was July 9th, I think, right? And then did they have you all fly in on July 8th? 
The cruise was July 10th, so that Sunday, and we chose to come in on the 9th, and I just wanted to make sure that we got in and had a little bit of time. Since we were staying at Yacht Club, uh, I wanted to go to Epcot and do Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Yeah, yeah, you did. Why wouldn't you? (laughs) I know. My parents, on the other hand, are not roller coaster people. Well, my mom is, but my dad's not. And so they wanted to go to Hollywood Studios and finally do Rise of the Resistance. We wanted to make sure that we had ample time to do that. So we we scheduled a flight that left at like 8.30 in the morning. And fortunately, we didn't have any sort of delays. Well, so Claire, you arrive in Orlando. I'm curious, what kind of information was Disney giving you before the cruise about what to expect? By this time, they were sending us a, a lot more emails. Like every day we're getting another informational email from Disney. And I'm thinking, you could have sent this out like a month ago. That would have been nice. By this point, they said, okay, on Sunday, you're going to bring all your luggage down. We'll have a truck and you're just going to put your luggage that is checked at, at the truck. You know, They'll check you in. They'll highlight your, your name and information. And then you'll meet us at the convention center. We'll check you in and then we'll gather everybody and uh, we'll give... They actually gave out tags, I think similar to the uh, disembarkation process, uh, those oval tags. They gave those to us to figure out what bus you were going to take to get to the port. They had just instituted this five-question uh, five survey that they would email out. And this was a DCL questionnaire, not a, a year of wishes questionnaire. So you guys probably got this and you know what I'm talking about, where you are confirming your COVID status. You, we, we, were si- we were clear to sail on midnight on July 10th. So right before we went to bed, we had just gotten back from the parks. And finally, I got that email. I was checking all day frantically to see if I would get a clear to sail. And finally, at midnight, I did. I was so thrilled. So in the morning, I'm brushing my teeth in the bathroom. I can remember this vividly. And I get the questionnaire and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, no, no, no. And then there was one question that said, uh, has anybody in your party had any close contact with someone who has gotten COVID in the last seven days? Unfortunately, after we had tested negative uh, on Friday, my dad says, oh, good thing we are negative because last Saturday we had lunch with, with a friend of ours. And then on Wednesday, they texted us and said they had tested positive for COVID. So that's in my mind. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, we're clear to sail. So I'm just going to click yes, not realizing all of the stuff that would happen afterwards. And I could have consulted with my family and kind of said, hey, you know, what do you think about this question? And maybe they would have said, okay, well, they, did, they didn't have COVID until the Wednesday after. That's like a whole four days. Did they have it when we were with them? We don't know. So I don't know if they would have told me a different answer, but that's what I did in the moment because I was brushing my teeth at the Yacht Club and I was going on pure adrenaline at that point. Yeah. And you're also trying to be truthful in these questionnaires, which, you know, I will say you're probably one of the few people that's actually truthful in those questionnaires. That crossed my mind as we sat there for an hour in the convention center, watching all these people go by while the Year of Wishes cast members were running around in circles trying to figure out what to do. Now, the easy thing, the easy thing is they would have said, okay, you've got to get tested at the port. You got to do a PCR rapid test at the port. None of them knew that. So we sat there for an hour and I'm like, my mom is completely silent, which is never a good thing for my mom. My brother, bless his heart, is trying to keep us a little bit upbeat. And once we found out that we would have to do a PCR test at the port, he's like, well, you know, if we test positive, we shouldn't be going on the ship. Am I right? And I'm just like melting down. I even went This was near the end when they had finally gotten a hold of the uh, ship's physician at the port and they were talking to my dad. And I went over to the cast member who's in this little check-in area and there wasn't anybody checking in because they were all waiting for the buses. And I just, I sat there and I put my head down in my arms and I'm like, I was just trying to be honest and now everything's going wrong. I'm, I'm sobbing in front of this guy. I felt so bad. And he's like, it's okay. They're just going to check and make sure you're all right. And you know, it's probably nothing. And I'm like, thank you. I, I kind of needed that. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to, we get on a bus. We were all masked. So, you know, my brother and I were masked in, on the bus and I'm just sitting there like staring out the window. It's the longest 
what, 45 minutes to get to Port Canaveral. We see the wish and everybody's got their phones out. And I'm just like, I hope this isn't the only time I see this ship. We finally get there and the lady comes onto the bus and she's she's about to say, if, if you are clear to sail. And she says clear. And I think she's going to say Claire. And the rest of my family thinks, oh no, they're going to announce our names in front of this whole bus. <laughs> Everybody's going to know. That's exactly. the COVID family. <laughs> but they didn't. They said, okay, if you're clear to sail, go on the blue line. If you still have further testing, go on the red line. Like three-fourths of our bus had to do additional testing. It was crazy. I was not expecting that. So it made me feel kind of good. So we did the PCR. My brother is trying to do like the heads up game on the iPhone and my dad and, and me are participating and my mom is just like still silent. <laughs> and then we finally get the all clear. Yay. It was so stressful. It was such a stressful way to start. So when we got on the ship finally, and you guys had mentioned going to the sit down restaurant, that was the literally the best I would have fed to the bar first after that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had no idea where to go because I had not watched anything before this. So even then, the fact that 1923 was literally in the Grand Hall, that that was the key. It was like, I think that's where lunch is. We need to sit down. (laughs) Yes, good call. It was so quiet and just... We all breathed a little bit. My mom is finally talking again, which is a good sign. She was freaking out because she thought it was her. But yeah, so that was the experience at the terminal. Yeah. So let's let's talk about your your entrance onto the ship. Did they did they announce your family name and did they do a little wand ceremony? I don't know if they did for these preview cruises. They did, but they didn't clap, so it was kind of awkward. And I, I think yeah, they didn't clap for us either. We thought that was a little weird too. It's, it's, they give us this grand entrance. And of course, I'm wearing a mask and the guy who has the microphone is wearing the mask and I'm trying to get him to say our name. And, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a Greek name, so it's a little harder, but still, it's like, it's not that hard. So he finally gets it. And we're, I'm coming out. I'm like, I'm waiting for the applause. Nothing. It's like, oh, okay. So I'm still in my state of shock. And yes, they were handing out wands. And my mom got, got one. Or actually, got, she ended up getting three. So I was able to give one to each of my nieces and then kept one for myself. But I really got a, a nice video. And I, I vlogged this all and I'm, I'm working on editing the videos right now. But I, I just did this today uh, where they have Lord Leopold tell us to wave our wands and say wishes do come true. And seeing the, the ceiling and the chandelier itself lighting up like that, I'm sure other people were like, hey, this is cool. I'm just like, this is really pretty. <laughs> I'm not, I don't, like I said, I didn't know what to expect getting on this ship. And this shows in a lot of different ways, but it was just nice to, to see that magic finally happen after the three or four hours that had just preceded that. You got on the ship, you finally find out what kind of stateroom you have. Ah, yes. We, we did know uh, when we when I plugged in the reservation into the app, I finally found out it was an ocean view with a veranda. And I, I don't know the exact, like I tried to look for it, but there it, it wasn't in any of the emails that I had received from them. It was like in the app. And now when I go back onto the app, it's gone. So it was it, it wasn't like the family size where they have like that extra two feet before you get to the veranda. But we did have a veranda and we were on the... I want to say the port side, the, the side where when you get on Castaway Key, you're right by the, you can see the dock. It was really nice. And we were in a Cinderella floor. So, you know, you had the Cinderella painting at the headboard. Since Matt and I are brother and sister, they pulled down the upper loft and that's where I slept. And then Matt slept on the the fold out futon. And then my parents had the, the uh, bed. The storage, as everybody has said, was <laughs> not good. Questionable. And I'm glad to hear that this is a unique thing to the Wish and the other ships tend to have more places for storage. So when, when I do do another cruise, I'm hoping to do it on the fantasy. That's kind of my dream. It's, it's my quote unquote dream, not the actual dream ship. <laughs> right. Your dream is to go on the fantasy. I got it. <laughs> but I'm glad to hear that, okay, if we do a seven night cruise on the fantasy, there's going to be a little more storage there. So I think we should talk about what kinds of things you got up to. And actually, maybe before we get into what things you got up to, maybe we should talk about how what you thought of the layout. I know you hadn't been on other ships, but was it, you know, you're on for three nights. Did you eventually figure out where you were going? I know it's a, when it's brand new, it's impossible to know where you're going. But did you have, you know, significant difficulty by the end of the cruise sort of navigating where you were going and figuring out where things were? 
I think for people that had never been on a Disney cruise ship before, it was very easy for us to navigate because we didn't have anything to base it off of. We were not used to three elevators. So we were just thinking, okay, two elevators, fore and aft, where are we going? And we figured out the stairs and, and figured out, okay, we to get to the adults only area, this is the stairway we have to take. We're, we're all pretty good with directions. So it wasn't too much of an issue for us for anything. The only problem was missed some stuff. And I didn't realize it until I started watching other vlogs and seeing or listening to other podcasts where they're going, oh, we went to the Rose. And I said, where was the Rose? (laughs) And like (laughs) Enchante and Palo Steakhouse. Nope, didn't see those at all. Um, I think when we did do the open house at the kids club, uh, the Marvel area was closed, I want to say, because we completely didn't do that area. And there were there were a couple other oh the um the basketball courts nope never saw that so there were it just we knew the layout of the basic areas okay Luna we're going there for games uh, we know where the restaurants are we know where the pool deck is but any other things that maybe weren't on our radar we never saw them and there were there were quite a few things that weren't available to us like I even tried to get photo pass and you know in the 4 days that we had before the cruise it said unavailable and my brother was game to buying that and getting as many photos as possible but it never became an option and so poor Matt has had to buy things individually and that's really racked up if they had just allowed us to get the photo pass which they had a lot of photographers on the ship it would have saved him so much money but i mean he got some great pictures but it, it made me a little uh, miffed at that we couldn't even tip i was like we got to our stateroom at the the last night and i'm like oh shouldn't we have like tipping envelopes or something i had to go down to guest services and ask for tipping envelopes and and like comment cards our uh, server, Suri, was telling us, oh, make sure to fill out the comment cards. I said, Suri, we didn't get a comment card. And he said, oh, I talked to the head waiter and they said they'll email that to you. It's been a month. They haven't emailed it. So all these things that you had mentioned, oh, make sure you do this, make sure you tip, make sure you comment on the comment cards. They didn't allow us to do that. Now, they did mention at guest services that they were tipping our waiters for us as part of the package that we had won which was nice, but we wanted, we had actually brought tip money to show them even more gratitude. So I grabbed envelopes from guest services and and we gave them more money than what the initial tip was because we really appreciated the work. And you guys were right. Disney cast members on a ship are a cut above the rest. And then like, we didn't get any freebies. I think some travel agents got like some special stuff when they got into their stateroom. I even remember on other, watching other cruise videos that, you know, sometimes you get a lanyard because you're silver cast club or you get one of those like sling bags. Nope, we didn't get any of that. They, I guess they figured you're on the ship. What more do you, <laughs> you want to cruise? Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like we. this is where we should talk about some of the activities that you got up to. I under, Listen, I, I think we warned you and told you, you're not going to be able to do everything that you want to do, especially on a three-night cruise. It's just not possible. There's just too much stuff to do all at once. Did that actually bear fruit? Were we right on that? You're very right. There were a lot of things, especially like late at night. We got back at like to our stateroom at 10, 11 o'clock and we were pretty exhausted, but there were still other things that we could have done. But like the late night karaoke and a dance party with silent DJ. And I was interested in those, but I was also really tired. And then there were some exercise things at the beginning of the day where I, you know, set my alarm for it. And then my alarm went off and I'm like, nope, going back to sleep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there were a lot of things that that we were able to do. We did a lot of the games. Uh, they didn't have any trivia and they didn't have any bingo. Oh, they interesting. Only, yeah, they only had, like they had Match Your Mates and then they had like a family version where it was like parent and child. That one was fun. Oh yeah, how well do you know your family or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I've, seen, I, I've seen that on board. I don't know if I remember seeing it on The Wish, but I, I've seen it on some of the other ships, yeah. Yeah, and then there was like a crazy scavenger hunt, but it was all in Luna. So you're like, go into your purse and then show the host, you know, this thing. And one of them was show your host a selfie of you with the host. So I still have that on my phone (laughs) and then heard that. So it wasn't just music. It was like um, commercials. And I think they were sampling some new shows that they were doing. And uh, my brother actually got on for that. Did okay. But he had like a Hercules song. And I'm like, Matt, come on, you know this. And he did. He didn't. (laughs) Uh, So those are fun games to do. My brother said one of the favorite things that he has ever done uh, was sit in the Mickey pool, which is that front pool. And he watched Raya and the Last Dragon. 
from there. <laughs> Funnel vision. He had never vision. seen Love it before. It. And I did it the next day with Finding Nemo, which of course I had seen before. But it, he was right. It was a pretty fun experience to just sit in the pool and just staring up at the, t- at the uh, screen on the funnel and watching you know, some random movie. We did a little time at the adults only area, uh, but we didn't go all the way back. My mom did like first thing in the morning and she said there was nobody there. She, I think she was hoping for like a lap pool. That's like her favorite form of exercise is doing laps in the water. But she did mention there wasn't anybody there then, which was nice. But we, they did get into the hot tub that's over on the side. Unfortunately, uh, that was about uh, an hour. We, we were in there for like two hours. And then like the last hour, the uh, Aquamouse was going. And so you're just hearing Mickey and Minnie say the same thing over and <laughs> over again. Uh, yeah. So... Did you did you enjoy the the pool deck layout other than the adults only area? Did you enjoy the pool deck layout? And then I want to ask you about the Aqua Mouse, of course. That was another thing where because we didn't have any Disney Cruise experience, it was really nice to just enjoy it for what it was. I thought it was great. It spread everybody out. The kids were in like their own pool. When I was watching Finding Nemo at the Mickey pool, there was like two other people in there with me. And this was like the middle of the day. And it was lovely. I think having so many different pools is able to spread them out. And it also makes it easier at night when they're doing like the deck parties. They just have to cover up the pools very quickly. And you've got that full space. So I thought it was a great, a great idea. I do regret not realizing, and this was one of those things, I just didn't know the ship layout, that there was a uh, Chippendale pool. That was more of an adults only quiet pool than anything else. And uh, I didn't find out about that till too late. Yeah, that is a really good tip. That Chippendale pool, it's technically not an adults only area, but it's all the way in the front of the ship on, I believe it's still deck 11. So it's still like the pool deck area. It might be deck 12, actually, but it's the very front of the ship. And so it's completely separated from all the other pool areas, except for the, you know, the adults area, uh, adults only area on the back of the ship. But it's completely quiet except for if the horns are going to be playing if the horns are going to be playing plug your ears or run away it is very 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 loud and i think that is actually a sensory pool like it's it's for people who can't handle the loud noises of the of the main deck that's what i had heard you can you can tell me if i'm wrong but i think that's why it's so distant from the rest of them yeah, I heard that from Erin uh, Foster. Actually, she noted that that pool was kind of away from the hustle and bustle, and she thought it was probably kind of a sensory space for kids and families who couldn't didn't want to be like right in the middle of Funnel Vision and all of the pool deck craziness. So we, since we were on one of the sides that was by the the deck where Castaway Key was when they were like releasing the the ropes, we had gotten room service Mickey bars and were watching them do that. And so when they were done and they were leaving, <laughs> the four of us yelled, thank you. And you know, they heard they heard us loud and clear and they turned around and waved. And then the other cast members that come out uh, as soon as we started pulling out and they had their Mickey hands and they were waving at us. That was that was really cool. Yeah, cast members, if anything from this cruise to note, it's that the cast members were stellar. So, Brian, should we talk about food? Yeah, well, restaurants, I would say. Let's talk about restaurants. Well, yeah. Okay. Main dining restaurants, you mean not deck? Well, we'll we'll talk about deck food after that. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, we had Worlds of Marvel first, and we were all excited about that because we wanted to see what the show is about. There had been rumors about, you know, something that Ant-Man said, you know, that kind of made the made Twitter go wild for a little bit. Um, and then we did Arendelle the second night and then 1923 was our final night. So we actually were in 1923 three times for lunch and then that dinner and then our final breakfast was also there, which for that kind of schedule, I thought that that was perfect for us. And I think out of all of the dining, my favorite was Arendelle. And I think that's not uh, uncommon just because I think the live entertainment put it up to the top. The Worlds of Marvel was nice. And my my brother, who's a huge Marvel fan, really enjoyed it. But he also said, well, it was just everything was on the screen. And the only time that Ant-Man and Wasp came, they came very briefly into the room, they waved a little bit, and then they left. But he really appreciated it, and the rest of us did too, the fact that when you go to Arendelle, you're getting that live entertainment. And yeah, the you're not having the main characters sing their songs, so you're getting kind of a different version of it. But the version you're getting is so amazing. And 
I just, I adored that. The the trio, the guitar and the vocalist and the violinist were incredible. When the violinist, you know, kicked off the Into the Unknown end credits version, you're just, you're like, by the time he finishes, you're doing a standing ovation because he's just shredding it on the violin. <laughs> And then 1923 was just so pleasant and just seeing all of the animation cells and the models that they had, which I did find out were replicas, which was kind of a bummer, but I can make, I can see why they couldn't do the real stuff. But just the the music in there, uh, I heard the the Newsies, I think it was King of New York. I heard that a couple of times in there. So just having that vibe was really great. I think my family all enjoyed that. My mom got a couple of the uh, the alcoholic beverages and she liked all of them. There was one that had like a lime straw that you could eat and she thought that was neat. Couldn't tell you everything that we had eaten, but I can say that basically everything we ate, we enjoyed. What did you think about the the food quality overall in the main dining? I know you 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 know you don't have another cruise to compare it to, but let's say to you know a restaurant you might go out to dinner at at home. You know what? How would you sort of rate the food? I wouldn't put it at the very top, but it and but I do think that is also because my flavor palette is a little limited. I don't go to fancy restaurants on a regular basis. I have really tried to expand my boundaries when it comes to ethnic foods. So I've really been doing that. But when it comes to fine dining, when you're really expanding your palate that way, I don't do that too much. So was it incredible? Like, I can't wait to go back and order six of the lamb shank. Uh, (laughs) No, but was it tasty? And did I eat all of it? Yes. Well, listen, they have to, they're still making it for sort of mass amounts of food, right? So it can't be fine dining quality anyway. I mean, it's just not possible. And that's what Enchante and Paolo are really for. Right, right. And what we had was delicious. Uh, and my family couldn't stop talking about it. They they loved it. They thought everything was delicious. Yeah, I think my dad and my brother both had the filet mignon at 1923. And I think they just devoured it. <laughs> they, they loved it. <laughs> now, speaking of other food, we, we would be remiss if we didn't ask you what you thought of the on-deck food. Okay, so I'm going to start at Marceline Market. I thought it was great. I didn't have anything to base it off of. So it was lovely. And I enjoyed my breakfast there. The problem was we didn't go up there for lunch. And later, my dad found out that there were shrimp. And he went, there was shrimp? Why didn't we go there for lunch? So it's like, sorry, dad. I, I didn't know. So I enjoyed it very much and had a lot. I mean, there was one morning where my brother and I were going to go see Lightyear at like the early showing at the Wonderland Theater, which my parents complained about because they thought the seats were very uncomfortable and the popcorn wasn't good. <laughs> so, But we we were going to go anyway. And so we woke up early. We went down and we had a quick breakfast and I actually snuck two muffins into the Lightyear showing. And then afterwards, we went back to... Marceline Market and had second breakfast because <laughs> everything was still out. Yeah, it was it was very good and no complaints about anything from from the family about that. The deck food, however, was incredible. And I think that's where they really shined. And I cannot talk enough about those chicken fingers. Everybody's right. They are amazing. And <laughs> I love that you love the chicken fingers. Well, okay. You have to know something about me. There was one vacation where we were like going to the West Coast and every single restaurant we went to, I ordered chicken fingers. So, <laughs> so you are a chicken finger aficionado is what you're telling me. Well, my family thinks I'm a little nuts about it, but I I had to get them and they were incredible, except for the second day, no, the third day when we were at Castaway Key, I went, I'm going to watch Finding Nemo at the pool and I'm going to eat some chicken tenders because they were so good yesterday. And they had like the B version of the chicken tenders. I said, what is this? Like either the, either they overcooked them or they ran out of the good ones and they were bringing like the the beaver. Maybe they gave you the gluten free ones or something. It's possible because <laughs> they did not taste half as good as the ones I had the day before. But they were amazing. I loved the ice cream when we first got on the ship and we were going to the sail away party, which didn't end up happening because we had a rain shower that happened right at that point. I saw some people that had ice cream cones and I, I pointed to my dad and said, yeah, right underneath us, I think is where the ice cream soft serve machine is. You could get as many as you want. He immediately leaves me, goes down and returns <laughs> with a chocolate cone. I took like the best picture I've ever taken of my dad with him standing at the rail with his ice cream cone in hand. So we loved it. I, After a recommendation from people we sat with at the hot tub, we made sure to get the pulled pork and the macaroni and cheese. No, the brisket and the macaroni and cheese. 
And that was amazing. Just seeing that they were making the pizzas right there in front of you. Same thing with the burritos. It, they, it was just a step above what you might expect from, you know, getting out of the pool and grabbing some hot food. Yeah, that, that I think they, they hit out of the park. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action to thank our amazing show sponsor over at My Path Unwinding Travel. We have really come to love all of the agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel who you've heard on this show. So many of their agents have been on the show sharing their great experiences with concierge sailing, adventures by Disney, and just unique sailings across the Disney portfolio. And so have really come to rely on their expertise as we think about our own vacations, questions we've had about sailing concierge for the first time, questions about unique itineraries, and they are just so knowledgeable, so friendly, so giving of their time. My Path and Winding has some fabulous Facebook groups out there that you can join around concierge sailing, the Disney Wish, the Disney Treasure, just all kinds of great groups where they answer questions from people who haven't even booked vacations with them. So love, love, love the great experience, expertise, friendliness of My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you are thinking about booking your next Disney Cruise Line vacation, maybe been thinking about taking the leap and upgrading to concierge or have been eyeing some special adventures by Disney trip or really just want to benefit from the knowledge and expertise that a great travel expert can provide, highly recommend heading over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. And with that, back to our episode. Let's talk about some of the entertainment on board. I know, again, this is your first experience with with Disney Cruise Line Entertainment, but everyone's familiar with, you know, Disney Entertainment. Uh, what did you think of the the shows? If I'm recalling correctly, you got to see maybe a dress rehearsal of Little Mermaid and you got to see Seize the Adventure. Am I right? We did. We saw Seize the Adventure on the first night and loved it. We thought it was great. There, they You could see that they were working on some technical things like when Hercules appears, the spotlight was not on him at all. So he sang like the first eight bars in the dark. You know, the same thing happened on the maiden voyage. Oh, that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. We loved it. Uh, my brother and I had front row center seats and it was it, like when Merida comes down and then she she like she pretends to shoot an arrow, like her hair was flying into my brother's face. He thought that was great. And I mean, the fact that Merida, they let Merida sing and she did such a great job. I thought that was great. But then uh, we kept checking and there were no other live entertainment things offered except for the pirate party. Uh, so we went to the pirate party and that was way better than I was expecting. I was just expecting, you know, yo ho, yo ho, pirate's life for me. And then shoot, <laughs> shoot off random fireworks like I had seen on dis- previous cruises, like, you know, one place is shooting off one set of fireworks for like two seconds and then you're done. Way better. The, the singers they had, the songs that they chose to do. I'm still singing Jumping Jack Flash from from that show because it just just so catchy. And then they were shooting fireworks off two places. And we had, I, I didn't even know this, but I had positioned ourselves on the on the railing in the uh, up the deck on I want to say 12 oh, the starboard side yeah you were on the exact correct side it was I, I did not expect that and all of a sudden there they go and it was just perfect and then my brother and I stuck around for the dance party afterwards it, it was great and we thought that was it for live entertainment until we were uh, like getting changed and stuff from castaway key and I'm checking the app to see what else is coming up and I go guys the Little Mermaid's on here. It wasn't on here before. And they're all looking, oh yeah, it's on there. We should totally go. And then we had a special announcement come over the uh, over in the room. And so we tuned our TVs to it. And they had Ashley, the, sh- the cruise director, announcing a couple of things. And then all of a sudden, Goofy comes on and he's talking a little bit. And then Ariel comes on and she talks for a little bit. Turns out that was Bill Farmer and Jody Benson. They were in the bridge doing those announcements live. So that was incredible. And that's when Ashley announced, oh, we just put on this uh, dress rehearsal for The Little Mermaid. It's going to be at this normal time so you can all catch it. So we had late dining. So we got to see the first probably full showing. I hear that like maybe another cruise had had like a limited amount of it, but we saw the whole thing. We thought it was great. And they did have to stop right after Ariel saying part of your world, the technical, you could tell that the projections that they had around the theater were not working properly. And we thought 
that they might have to stop, but they just, it was a 20 minute stoppage and then they picked right back up where they left off and they got to finish the whole thing. I, I have to say this, that opening song, no one has given it enough credit. We we did a, like a countdown calendar before the cruise. And one of the things that I had them watch was The Little Mermaid because naturally you're, you're going on a ship. And I'm texting my family back and forth and I'm going, you know what? Fathoms Below is such an underrated gem just because the rest of the songs in The Little Mermaid are such bangers, but that everybody forgets about that first song. And so when we got there and The Little Mermaid starts and they just, they have fleshed out Fathoms Below, you know, I'll tell you a tale, you know, and they're, they're literally going to be telling you the tale and they're getting stuff out of the treasure chest. I thought that was stellar. I, I I know some people don't like that too much. I thought it was genius. And the the this chord structures that they had, and I'm a music nerd. Um, so when you have just the right voices singing just the right notes, it really hits you in the feels. And I had that a couple of times with that song. So we we all loved it, but I especially wanted to point out that first song. The live entertainment on this ship was wonderful. And I, I want to see more of that. I love how much you loved it because you and I are kindred spirits in that. I am I'm obsessed with all things in the theater and in particular thought that Seize the Adventure and Little Mermaid were fantastic productions. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed 100%. So you mentioned some famous people on board. What were your encounters with them? Well, the first night we were waiting for our main dining seating and or late dining seating, and we were sitting in the bayou, which was a beautiful space. I just the the greenery that they have on the ceiling, the fact that it was wide open like that was just beautiful. And so we were just sitting in there, and all of a sudden I look over and I I'm like, boy, she looks familiar. And she was wearing a mask and she just walked right behind my family, who is oblivious to it. And I turned to them and I said, That was Jody Benson. They turned and oh my gosh, it was Jodie Benson. We were convinced she was going to come out for the uh, the Little Mermaid showing. She didn't, which was unfortunate. We were kind of hoping she would, but I guess she did in other cruise line sailings. And she was actually there to sing for the travel agents, of course, which was fine. But it was amazing to just see her in the wild like that. And the same thing happened before we got into the cruise terminal. We were in this big old line and there was a group of people in front of us who were like, before they got into the terminal, they wanted to use the bathroom. So they were going over and my mom went up to them and said, can we cut in front of you? Because it looks like you're not all assembled yet. And they said, oh yeah, go ahead. So we go around them and all of a sudden I look and I went, oh my gosh, that's Soshi Gomez. She's America Chavez in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And my my family didn't believe me, but (laughs) we ran into her twice and we're just awkward people. So we didn't try to go up to her and say anything, but she was in line with us in the Aquamouse. And then she was also near us at the dance party, the pirate dance party. So it was just crazy. And I think at the pirate dance party, I was, we were leaving with my parents and I turned and I swear, and this hasn't been confirmed. I haven't seen it anywhere that Dulé Hill was there. (gasps) Oh, now you're speaking Brian's favorites. I know. It's like the West Wayne man. Yeah. I'm all for it. Oh, my God. Again, couldn't confirm that, and I didn't see anything on social media. But there was a sports center anchor, Jay Harris, was on The Wish with us. He like did that POV perspective on the Aquamouse, so we actually saw him sitting in the in the raft with the GoPro sticking up. And there were, of course, a couple of vloggers and people that I recognized. Um, it was it was a cool time. I'm curious about your take on one of the bars on board, which is Hyperspace Lounge. Did you make it in there? Well, the way I won this cruise was they posted a Twitter that said, how would you spend your time on the cruise? And I posted a picture of the Hyperspace Lounge and said, I want to get a drink at the Hyperspace Lounge. But I did not get a drink at the Hyperspace Lounge. (laughs) As far as I knew when I was on the ship, I thought that you would stand in a line and they would let you in. That's all that I had suspected. Even in the app, it kind of said, okay, Hyperspace Lounge is going to be open from 4.30 to, I don't know, midnight or 1 a.m. or something. Day two, I was waiting. And actually, there was a significant amount of people that were also waiting outside the lounge with me, including the husband of one of the radio DJs who was, you know, they had invited a lot of radio personalities to actually broadcast from the cruise. So while his wife was doing that, he was waiting in line with us. And then there was a, a line building up behind us. And then the the lady comes out and she says, well, there was supposed to be reservations and the reservations are all booked. So you will not be able to go in. And I thought, I didn't know that. I didn't know they were taking reservations. They did let us go in. 
And then, you know, we sat in the bayou, which is directly across from Hyperspace Lounge. And like for 20 minutes, nobody went in while I was sitting there. It's like, we could have gone in and just had like a quick drink or something, or we could have literally just sat there and not ordered anything and just enjoyed the fact that the the screen was changing. I think that was the main thing we wanted to see was the screen changing to all those, you know, and spot the crazy, you know, oh, there's the X-Wing. Oh, there's the Mandalorian ship. We didn't get to do that. So I'm, I was a little disappointed, but then I heard from other people that it wasn't that great in there anyway. So it's like, I guess I didn't miss out on too much. Well, I know Sam has got a rapid fire round waiting for you, but I just wanted to ask really quickly a question about the wish, which is your top three favorite things from sailing on board and three things you'd tell Disney to change for their next ship. I have a whole list of things, but I don't know how to narrow that down. Okay, let's do this. Number one definitely is the magic of the cast members. You can tell that they are working their tails off to make this an enjoyable experience for everyone. And they really do it well. We had wonderful servers. We had Suri from the Philippines and Paul from St. Lucia. They were both incredible and just made it the meals for us. My dad was just, you know, going back and forth with them. Cast members were wonderful. I love the aesthetic and I know it wasn't as nautical as other ships are, but I really liked that brightness that I felt throughout the ship. Uh, And it might be something that other people don't like. I thought it was it was lovely. And just to see everything as pristine as it was, even to the point of things were just getting installed as we were there. It was just beautiful. And that Grand Hall, I don't know when I go onto other ships, I'm going to be comparing everything to that Grand Hall because it's it was just marvelous. And just the, the kiss goodnight and the the, you know, the, so this is love, that kind of thing that they do with the lights. It was just beautiful. And then the third thing I would say is live entertainment. I thought that everything that they did was top notch and I'm, I'm listening to vocal performances. I know when you are flat, I know if you're not hitting a note and they did a wonderful job of putting everything together and making it into a solid, like, especially CZ Avenger. They made that into a solid through line of a performance. Unlike Harmonious at Epcot, which I did also watch and it was very segmented and not done very well. Uh, this was, you know, people were singing live and in person and it just sounded wonderful. So I think those those entertainments, uh, features that we got to see, the Pirate Party and Seize the Adventure and the Little Mermaid were just lovely. I love seeing that kind of stuff. And I'll never say no to live entertainment. My low three, I guess you'd say was we didn't get the full Disney Wish experience. And to be fair, that's what you were meant to expect. Except they, they didn't really tell us that because they their communication was so awful before this cruise that I, I do wish that we had been able to see a few more things. Another thing was, I know the elevator situation people aren't a fan of. I thought the elevators were fine, except for the fact that some of the elevators went all the way up to 14 and some of them didn't. And it was always a guess to know which one was going where. So that was kind of an issue of figuring out where you needed to be and how you, how you needed to get there. And then the storage space in the stateroom. Uh, I wish that they had um, more like pull out areas where you could uh, kind of like a drawer, even in the closet where you could pull something out and put it inside. That's that's kind of how I travel. I think those are it. Although my brother would be remiss if I didn't mention that at Castaway Key, if you go to Serenity Bay, make sure to bring water shoes because it is rocky going in that water. Yeah. You know, I forget that because we we haven't been to Serenity Bay in so long now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we've been on a cruise without our son. And so, yeah, but I, for, I forget that Serenity Bay is quite rocky. The family beaches are really not rocky. So it's not something I, I remember to bring with me usually. Yeah, it, I didn't even think about it until I got on in the water. And I went, oh, this is not like white sandy beach over here. Oops, forgot to tell them that. But it was one little thing out of the the Castaway Key experience. We didn't do any ports. And honestly, if we had, we probably would have gone to NASA. And from what I've heard about NASA, it was probably a good thing we didn't go to NASA. So I didn't mind that we had a whole day at sea. I thought that was a plus as well. Well, Sam, I think we have reached that point in the show where I need to throw it over to you for a little rapid fire. So why don't you take it away? Thank you. All right, Claire, you've done rapid fire before, but you did not get to do Disney Cruise rapid fire. You only got to do general Disney rapid fire. So now we're going to do a Disney Cruise rapid fire. And I'm going to ask you your favorites from The Wish. 
All right. Got it. All right. What was your favorite rotational dining? Mine was Arendelle. What was your favorite bar on the ship? I really liked the Bayou. It was just pretty. And if we had gotten anything there, we would have gotten the beignets. And uh, I heard the beignets were pretty good. Favorite show slash live entertainment? Oh, that's a hard one. Little Mermaid was great, but overall, the best lab entertainment was the Pirate Parlay Party. Oh, wow. The girl who played Red had a voice like a rock goddess, and the guy that kind of partnered with her also, you know, had one of those shrieky voices that are needed for those 80s hairbanger songs, and they just were incredible. Awesome. I love that answer. I thought that was a phenomenal deck party, too. It's much better than the old deck party. All right. Favorite onboard activity? I really liked the, I, I, like I said, I did, I couldn't remember what it was called, but the family quiz that they had where it was a parent and a child. We almost got to go on it, but when she kind of mentioned, hey, do you want to, you know, it, we need people on here. So, uh, you know, a parent and then a young, a youngin. And I thought that they meant a child. So we didn't raise our hands. And then they picked two adults anyways. Oh, we should have gone on. But that was that was a fun one. You know, it was less risque than Match Your Mate. Match Your Bait was a hoot and a half, um, but it, that one was a little more my my style. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Favorite space on the ship to relax. I really like the Mickey pool. And it's weird to say that it's a pool because you think pools are going to be crazy insane. But just sitting there watching Finding Nemo in the sun, it was it was very lovely. Awesome. Favorite savory food item? Chicken fingers, of course. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) All right. Favorite sweet food item? Oh, no, that's hard. Okay. No, it's not. I purposely got room service for us one day because I kept telling them we could. And then I finally just called, got picked up the phone and said, we want four Mickey bars. And they said, right away. And my parents were just flummoxed. They thought that was incredible. (laughs) Um, So that Mickey bar in the stateroom watching Castaway Key in the rearview mirror, that was the best. Yeah, it just tastes better in your room, right? It does. It really does. And, you know, the chocolate that gets on your bathrobe. Sorry, Disney. <laughs> I love it. All right. Now, my last question is a bucket list cruise. You could go anywhere in the world on Disney Cruise Line. can even be a place Disney Cruise Line does not currently go to. Where do you want to go? I'd go from San Francisco to Hawaii to Japan, and then I would go to Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea, and then I fly back to the states. That sounds fun. I'm a, I'm there, Claire. If that happens, <laughs> I'm going with you. <laughs> I would love I'll a be, partner. I'll, Thank you. Yeah, I'll be your roommate. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. <laughs> so, did you catch the cruising bug, Claire? Are you going to go back on a ship, or was this a one and done for you? I would like to go back. Like I mentioned before, the fantasy has always been a ship that I have seen in videos, and especially animators' palette. I want to do that so badly, and I know you can't just go on a cruise for one thing. But the the rest of the ship, the itinerary that it goes to, like Jamaica, I want to go to Jamaica. I think I do want to go back on a cruise. My whole family, they said, you know, when's the next cruise kind of thing. And they say, when are you going to win another one, Claire? (laughs) Well, my my dad does because people keep asking him, oh, are you going to go on another cruise? And my dad will respond, if it's free. (laughs) So I guess I will. But there's just so many things that I'm doing in the next couple of years, COVID allowing. Uh, I want to go to Japan. I was supposed to go to Japan in 2020 for the Olympics, but it's been pushed off. I'd like to do that. And then I also want to go to France for the Olympics there in 24. So I think I might have to push put my money to other things. But yeah, I do want to do a cruise eventually. Well, we just appreciate you coming on and sharing the behind the scenes look at the Year of Wishes sailing you were on and also sharing your thoughts as a first time and only time cruiser. You've mentioned uh, that you have a vlog and uh, possibly a blog as well. Do you, do you want to let folks know how they can find and connect with you and follow along with your amazing travels? Yeah, if you go on to YouTube and the easiest way is just to go in the search bar and type C. Nat, so N-A-T, you'll find my YouTube channel. It's a travel channel. So I'm starting my summer series actually in August. And then come September, my Disney vlogs are going to start being posted on Tuesdays. So uh, I'm editing right now and it is a ball to edit all that stuff. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to showing it off to people. Awesome. Well, we're excited to to see your videos. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Sweet. Thank you. Well, Claire, just once again, thanks for taking the time out of your day and sharing your experience with our audience. We really, really appreciate it. I'm glad that you let me do this. Have a great night. 
Well, so excited we could bring you Claire's story, her amazing story about winning the Year of Wishes and getting to be one of the first to sail on the Disney Wish. So really glad that Claire could come on. Really hope that she makes it back out there sailing again. We'd love to have her back and do be sure to head over, check out her blog and her vlog. It's uh, it's some really fun content. And uh, thanks again, Claire, for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. With that, I do have another five-star review to read on the air this week. This one comes from CP Gecko, who writes, Fantastic info. I'm routinely impressed by how much I learn from each podcast. The duo and their guests are well-informed, entertaining, and honest. One of my favorite Disney podcasts. Well, thank you for that review. We do aim to be honest. We do aim to give you our sort of honest feedback and bring on guests who will be honest themselves. So uh, really appreciate that that comes through in the show and hope all of you are enjoying it. Thank you again for the review. It really, really, really motivates us to keep putting out shows each and every week. With that, I do just want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. If you'd like to connect with the DCL duo, read our blog, look through our back catalog, shop in our Etsy store, find all the different ways that you can connect with us, head to dclduo.com. It links off to everything that we can offer. Links off to our Facebook page where we have a fabulous DCL duo podcast Facebook group. Links, as I said, to our Etsy store, links to our vlog, just all the places you can find us. That's dclduo.com. Of course, if you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, you can email us at dclduo at gmail.com. Also want to plug our voicemail line. If you would like to send us a question, we will put it on the air. And so all you have to do is head to our Google voicemail line, call 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. Leave us a message. We will put it in the show and respond on the air. It can be a question, a comment, anything you'd like, as long as it's family friendly. Of course, if you'd like even more great content from us, as I said, you can link off to our vlog, which is at youtube.com slash DCL Duo. Also linked to off of our site at dclduo.com. We do have our new Norway cruise vlog up, so you can head over there and check that out with some more things coming, including our Harry Potter studio experience. So head over there and check that out. Of course, if you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash dclduo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for helping to make this show happen each and every month. Or you can head over to mypathonwinding.com slash dclduo to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. I know they would love to help you out with that. Just use that link so they know we sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. <laughs>